The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. Yeah, that is Ye Vagabonds and Go Away and Come Back Hither. Beautiful, beautiful song we've been playing here on Radio Nova over the last couple of weeks. And Ye Vagabonds are a sort of a an Irish uh, indie folk brother duo or a folk revivalism or a trad folk band, but they're um, absolutely beautiful singing and harmony, gorgeous music, uh, gorgeous uh, uh, instrument playing. And the, the new album is just beautiful album, really soulful. Uh, um, and I'm really, really delighted to be able to chat to Dermot from Ye Vagabonds right now. How you doing, Dermot? Not too bad. How's it going? Good, yeah. You've just, um, you arrived in Arramore earlier on. Um, and uh, that sounds amazing. The island of Aramore off uh, uh, Donegal. Uh, I'm delighted to be able to chat to you. I know you're, you're busy there. Uh, what has you up in Aramore? Uh, yeah, we're just off the, the, not long off the boat here. We're up, we're going to do some filming over the next few days. We're collaborating with Tiny Ark, the same crew who would have done the Other Voices uh, Courage series. And we're going to be making some videos to accompany some of the, the songs from the new album. Um, we have a couple of couple of nice surprises in there. I won't give away anything. I, I'll, I'll let that uh, be a surprise when that comes out. And then we are going straight into um, running this music festival, Fela Rosh Arua. Which sounds absolutely fantastic. So I suppose the main news at the moment is uh, your new new album, Nine Waves, was released on Friday and uh, recorded sort of, uh, it seems like recorded last year, you know, starting off in lockdown or, you know, all that kind of time period. How does it feel to finally get it out? It's a great relief to finally get it out, but it's also, there's, it's an interesting combination of feelings because there's also a lot of anxiety. I'm sure you know yourself, you yeah. know, when you put something out into the world for the first time and you care a lot about these things that you've crafted and I suppose you're just leaving it up to everyone now to, to have their own kind of experience of it. And, you know, it's kind of like letting your kids out into the world or something, you know, you just kind of have to, have faith that they'll they'll uh, have a nice little journey. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's a really good feeling because we've been I, I, we've been excited to hear what people's reactions would be as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I was going to say, um, I listened to the album. It kind of upset me a little bit because it made me. Well, I'm working on an album at the moment, and it made me go. I need to work a lot harder because these songs are, are special. Uh, there's some absolutely fantastic songs in there. So that's your fault. So I blame you entirely for that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, it's... Uh, I'll just some... take the compliment, but I'll throw back the... <laughs> I, I don't believe a word of that. I'm sure <laughs> putting together is gorgeous. No, it, it, there's some really, really beautiful songs on it. And, you know, you've had a couple of brilliant albums. Um, I would have played with you live probably on the last album, um, The Hair's Lament. There's a different. It's a different sound this time. I think. I think there's a little bit more uh, in the vocals. Maybe a little more uh, craft in the vocals. Not that there wasn't before, but attention maybe in the vocals. And there's a beautiful melancholy, which is something I think is a a really hard thing to get right. Was there a decision to do something different on the new album? Yeah, you know, there was a definite decision. I mean, it in a way it feels like a very natural continuation and a natural evolution of what we were already doing but what what made it different or what made made the difference for this album was we worked for one thing we were working with John Spud Murphy who also produced Lancome and produced a bunch of amazing stuff over the last couple of years that it's just you know we we knew and he's kind of we've known him for a while as well he's kind of 
a mate at this stage too. And then there's Case Ellis and Cayman Gilmore on strings who are from the Crash Ensemble again. Just like we, we've gotten to know them over the last couple of years. We'd be friendly with them. We get on well with them and they're just total wizards. And then, and a couple of the our, our other mates like Cormac Begley and and Alan McFadgeen, who's on there again, and then Ryan Hargaden, who actually plays with Brian and Anamika's bands too. So I suppose we it was assembling that team of people who we knew that when we collaborated with them, something special would happen. You know, I think when you're talking about that melancholy, I mean, these were songs that did I suppose emerge from the last couple of years when there were, we were all processing a lot of things, a lot of things became, uh, we, we, we had a chance to kind of sit still and be a little bit introverted at times. But I think as well, like I, I hope as well as there being those kind of melancholic moments, we, we had, a we had made that decision that we wanted to have like some lively sets of tunes in there too, and have it kind of balanced out and, and have that kind of feeling of, you know, something that expressed all of the things that were going on for us, which which wasn't all melancholy by any means. Uh, so you used to you used to live beside Ro from De Laurentos, uh, my bandmate, and I would often see right. you guys heading out for gigs or coming back in for gigs as we were heading out for gigs or coming back in for gigs. Uh, there's a a big tour um, set up which looks fantastic, but the big night, I suppose, in Dublin is Vicar Street, the launch show for the album on the 9th of June. What can people expect that night? Yeah, well, that's it's going to be that crew that I was just describing yeah. there um, are going to be joining us on stage, and so it won't be like anything that we've we've ever done before. From that point of view alone, you know, the very fact that Spud will be on the desk, and you can't really, we can't kind of um, state, we can't overstate the influence that working with Spud had on this album. You know, he really kind of. He was like another musician, really, and he is an excellent musician himself, working on it with us with on some of the compositions. And then, you know, uh, we're going to play a lot of new stuff that people will have only just heard if they've started listening to the album. And we'll play some of the old stuff with, I suppose, a little bit of a, a twist because we're going to try to involve the the crew, that whole crew, in, uh, in whatever we're doing in Vicker Street. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, well, uh, look, I have to say, Dermot, the album is a real triumph and congratulations on it and I hope it goes as well as it should. Um, we're going to play Blue is the Eye now in a second. Uh, do you have a brief, uh, want to give a little tee up before we, we, we play it? Yeah, well, really, it should be. It should be Brian, really, that gives the intro to this one because this was a song that Brian kind of started. Uh, we, Although we collaborated, this one was really, it started off as a, a poem that Brian was writing and then the poem kind of turned into what he describes as a kind of a self-soothing lullaby. And a lot of what it has to do with for Brian is uh, an old friend of ours who was really kind of like a, uh, both like a friend and almost like a grandfather figure to Brian uh, on our Moore Island. This older man, Jerry, or older man, Andrew Early, who was our, our friend Jerry's dad, he used to, to bring us out fishing when we were kids, but especially Brian, he really took under his wing. And he was also a great singer and lover of songs. And he had known Rosha Rua as well. And during the, the pandemic, he passed away. And so I suppose Brian was trying to process that without maybe, uh, yeah, without maybe letting it be too much, too mournful. I think he, he wants to reflect on, on, uh, 
Andrew's life. And so a lot of the images in there were kind of things that we had heard in in stories being told by Andrew. Like, you know, there's there's a reference to a coal and an ember, and, and that refers to when he was a little boy coming home from Rosh Arua's house when he used to go visit her. When it was dark, when he'd be leaving, she'd give him a coal from the fire on a fork. And as he would go out the door, the wind would catch the coal and it would uh, light up and, and kind of light up, light up the pathway as he walked wow. along. And that was, yes, it's just kind of quite a nice striking image. Apparently that was something people used to do as well back in the day as a kind of, there was a superstition that it was kind of a protection against sort of evil or fairies or something as well, I think, mm. you know, or something, there was these kinds of stories about the, the giving the coal on a fork to a child going out in the dark. And yeah, that's that's kind of what that's about. It it started off as, as a poem and became that song. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the, the album, sounds fantastic. It's called Nine Waves, Dearmid from Ye Vagabonds. Thank you so much for chatting to us this evening. Thanks so much. Great to chat to you. Yeah, best of luck with the festival. Let's play this. This is Blue is the Eye on Radio Nova. The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.